Welcome to Empowering Connections, a podcast by Connie Akins, a licensed professional counselor with a private practice to help you heal your personal and professional relationships through counseling advice, tips, and ideas. Empowering Connections will focus on healthy ways to improve these relationships, help you manage your stress, and attain a better sense of self-fulfillment. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today, I'm going to be talking about domestic violence from a different perspective. Today, I want to share with you a side of domestic violence that people don't often talk about, nor do they acknowledge it. So what I'm speaking of in particular is emotional or psychological abuse. And for a long time, when we think about domestic violence, we always think about the physicality of it, the hitting, the slapping, the punching, the assaulting of a female or male in a relationship with their domestic partner. However, today I'm going to spend time talking about psychological abuse. And I'm going to start with a couple of statistics. Seven out of 10 psychologically abused women have PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder or depression. And most of these women are least likely to report their mental or physical abuse. However, they spend a lot of time at the physician's office. So on average, about five visits a year to a medical doctor. And in my opinion, these appointments are a cry for help. And I think what we as a society need to do is recognize when people are being emotionally abused and we need to call it out. We need to call it out. Here are, um, let me give you a definition of psychological abuse or emotional abuse. It is trauma that is caused by a partner verbally, a threatening behavior, coercive behavior, and typically the perpetrator who uses psychological abuse to control, to terrorize, or to negenigrate their victims frequently occurs with physical or sexual abuse. So in other words, when a woman is being emotionally abused, that generally follows that at some point she's going to be psych- she's going to be fi- psychologically abused as well. So let me repeat that. When a woman is being emotionally abused, eventually she's going to be physically abused as well. And in some instances, that same woman will be sexually abused by her partner or the victim, I should say, because men also can be victims of abuse. Now, psychological abuse includes humiliating the victim, uh, controlling what the victim can or cannot do, And a lot of people um, who are mostly abusive will do things like uh, withhold information. So they'll only tell the partner what they think they need to know and not all of the information. Uh, They will deliberately do something to embarrass or 
make the person feel diminished. They will deny access to money. Um, this happens a lot um, in relationships where there is an imbalance of power. And we know that domestic violence period is about power and control. But sometimes when your partner um, isn't working or making less money and the, the perpetrator <clears throat> is being psychologically abusive, they will withhold monies so that the partner will be afraid to either leave the relationship or just not have resources for things that they need or things that they want to do. Um, so psychological abuse could include stalking, um, people following you, uh, people listening in on conversations, people monitoring your cell phone, your text messages, your use, um, looking at the bill to see whom you called. Um, and we would think that um, people wouldn't do this, but they, they do it every day. And um, demeaning the person in public or in private, um, calling them out of their name, and basically, psychological abuse is an attempt to uh, demean, diminish, and undermine the self-confidence of the victim. And so another thing that a perpetrator will say, especially to a woman um, who is being abused, is that you're just crazy. You know, um, I'm not doing anything. You're crazy. This is how everyone acts trying to normalize the behavior and that's that's simply unacceptable that's simply unacceptable and so here are some additional signs of abuse and i want you to ask yourself this if you're in the relationship if you're out there um during this time in a relationship where you believe that you are being abused and I'm gonna say emotionally or physically, ask yourself these questions, okay? Does your partner threaten to harm you? Because remember I said that is one of the ways that they are being abusive. Does your partner threaten to harm you? Does your partner threaten to hurt your family or your children? Uh, does your partner threaten to, to um, do something to your pet? Does your partner tell you things like this? You're never going to get anyone else. No one else is going to want you. Uh, do they tell you that you're worthless? Do they try to isolate you from family and friends? And I've had many clients um, who are in relationships and some past relationships where they've come to therapy to try to heal, talk about how their partner isolated them from family and friends, not wanting to go to events. If they were wanting to go to an event, either threatening harm or threatening to lock them out or doing something to where the victim is feeling like they can't be around family or friends or talking about their friends in a harmful way. Because what that perpetrator is trying to do is isolate the victim so that he or she doesn't believe that they have anywhere else to go, that there's no hope for them. And they, they do it with guilt, you know. Um, sometimes the guilt statements will be something like this. You don't love me. You don't care about me. Um, 
you're always putting your family before me. Those are statements that are emotionally abusive. And, you know, a lot of people use those to try to manipulate, to get what they want, but they, it's, it's, it's abusive. That's all. It's just abusive. Um, do they control your behavior? Do they try to monitor what you're doing or saying, your whereabouts? Um, you know, I believe that sharing is caring, but I also believe that people have the right to independence. Women have the right to independence. Men have the right to independence. And if you're in a healthy relationship, you should be able to trust your partner. If you're a trustworthy person and there is no evidence of anything where you should be alarmed, then you should be trusting your partner. Trust is viable and necessary in a relationship. They will tell you that you're crazy once again. Um, and constantly criticize you, constantly criticize you. Um, talking about your body, uh, talking about your looks, uh, trying to control what you wear, hairstyles, uh, doing things that make you feel really uncomfortable as a human being. And then they will do things like, um, like I said earlier, threatening to take away your children. So just, just just watch out for these signs. These are not physical acts of violence, but they're emotional acts of violence. And one thing that I learned is that a perpetrator will use emotional abuse to the point of where they can control you. And when they can no longer control you with emotional abuse, that's when they often become physical with you. Why does this matter? It matters because a number of studies have demonstrated that emotional abuse or psychological abuse causes trauma. It causes mental health issues. It causes victims to feel depressed. If you're in a relationship with someone and they're constantly criticizing you, of course, at some point you're going to start looking at those thoughts, those comments, and some people internalize those statements, those comments. They start believing that they're not worthy. They start believing that no one else will ever want them. They start believing that their partner is the only one who cares about them. You know, in modern day terms, we would probably call this gaslighting behavior, but it's abuse. It's emotional abuse. And it's emotional abuse that is both harmful <clears throat> and it's also uh, direct aggression against the victim and it's just not helpful. And so what, what, what should you do about it? Um, like I said, ask yourself the questions. Uh, remember that you are a whole human being with or without a partner. Remember that you are worthy. Remember that you are able to sustain Remember that there is help out there, that you can see, seek help for domestic violence. And I know that, you know, as a therapist, sometimes we feel like, and, and that's for people who have never experienced emotional abuse or physical abuse, that it's just so easy for the victim to leave. You know, why are you staying in a relationship? Why are you questioning um, the validity of this relationship and whether or not you should leave. Well, unless you're walking in someone else's shoes, then you simply don't understand. 
you don't understand the dynamics of their situation. And I'm going to say this because when a woman specifically is about to leave, leave a relationship, she has a higher chance much more higher chance. I believe the statistics is 75% of being murdered. That's how serious it is. And, you know, we're living in times where we're, we're, we're questioning the victim and not looking at the perpetrator. Why is this person behaving in a way that is harmful, that is disrespectful, that is abusive, that is disheartening. And why aren't we challenging that behavior? It's not okay. It's just not okay. And, you know, a lot of times uh, along, like I said, along with the psychological abuse can eventually turn into physical abuse. And, you know, stats say that approximately one in five female victims need medical care, meaning that they've been hurt so bad physically by a partner that they will have to seek out medical attention. But just imagine the wounds and the scars of just emotional abuse, of just a person being negative every day, end on end, you know, from the time you wake up to the time you sleep and you're in this relationship with them and you're, you know, there's no there's no physical signs of abuse, but you're still being abused. You're being spoken to any type of way. You, you know, the person has a nasty tone with you all day. Um, and then when they get around other people, they're happy. They're smiling. They're laughing. They're, they're jovial. But when they're just around you, they're agitated. They're uptight. They're acting as if they're unhappy and they're taking out their their anger, their frustration, their low self-esteem and their um, negative energy on you, making you feel bad. And I just know that domestic violence is something that we have to stand up against in our society. It's something that we have to recognize. It's something that we have to listen to when people are talking about their relationships and not to point the finger, not to judge, but to listen and help and ask that person what would be best. Because sometimes people want to leave these relationships and they just don't even know how. They have no clue about how to do it. And sometimes they just want a person to listen to them. You know, there's a, I was reading a recent article in Counseling Today where this woman was going to therapy and she did not want to leave her abuser. She did not want to leave her abuser. And we would say that that's strange. And like I said before, 75% of women who leave are, um, are murdered by their um, abuser. So be cautious. And I'm not advocating that they stay by no means. However, what I am advocating for is caution, safety, a plan of action, because a woman has to have a made up mind. 
a man has to have a made up mind to leave a relationship. When we hear these ridiculous stories or these true stories, I should say, about crimes of passion, that is because of violence. Simple violence. But other times we have witnessed emotional abuse by just, you know, being around friends and and hearing what their partner has said to them. And we're shaking our heads and we're, you know, judging and asking ourselves, why is the person staying? And we're also saying things like, I wouldn't put up with that. Well, never say never. Don't say what you wouldn't put up with. Um, And try to be more supportive of your friends. Try to be more supportive of your friends and realize that domestic violence is a crime and the emotional side of it is just as harmful as the physical side. If you need help today, reach out to a certified therapist, a counselor, a social worker. If you need help um, with domestic violence in particular, Go ahead and call the domestic violence hotline. And I'm going to say that number. It's 1-800-799-SAFE. 1-800-799-SAFE. You can also visit a local domestic violence shelter. They have therapists there. Um, This is something serious that we have to start dealing with in society that we have to start learning how to stop minimizing it, um, stop allowing abusive uh, verbiage to be okay, because it's just not okay. And I thank you for listening today. The Empowering Connections podcast is not intended to replace the need for a professional counseling relationship. This podcast does not constitute professional advice or counseling services. As always, if you need mental health services, please seek a qualified mental health provider. You can find County Agents on the websites Psychology Today and Therapy for Black Girls. If you have an iTunes or Spotify account, please subscribe, share, and continue to listen. Feel free to check out Connie Aiken's website at www.empoweringserenity.net. And follow Connie on Instagram at Connie Aiken's LPC. You may not edit, modify, or redistribute this podcast. We appreciate you listening to the Empowering Connections podcast and providing feedback. Stay positive.